run them jewels fast. Run them, run them jewels fast. Run them, run them, run them, run them, run them, fuck the slow mo. Welcome to episode 51 of the Average Joe's MMA show. Jeff Shanahan, David Van Bogen, and Ryan Dempsey back with you once again. It is Thursday night. <laughs> I touched the mic. <laughs> Sorry. We're uh, we're messing around with some, some new intro things and stuff. We got a little Run the Jewels playing. Yeah, man. That's a good song. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorites of theirs. That and uh, Rose's walkout song, Get It. It's my other favorite. I didn't know anything about Run the Jewels until uh, until you told me about them. I was I'm not, um, uh, I'm in this this stage where I'm stuck on what I like loved when I was growing like yeah. a teenager. You know, so I'm stuck in that in, in rap from like 1998 to 19 or 1988 to 1999. Okay, gangster rap. You know, right, I mean, right, these right. guys weren't weren't doing their thing no, back then. No. Stuff. Yeah, right. LP's you know? been around for a long time, but he's underground, so people. Uh, People don't really know much about him, unless you're into the underground hip hop scene. Where do these guys come from? Um, my, Killer Mike is from Atlanta, and uh, a lot of people know him from Outcast. He was involved with Outcast, mm-hmm. was on uh, the Whole World and a couple other tracks, and was involved with like the Dungeon Family and stuff. And then LP is from New York. Oh, okay, gotcha. Super producer LP. He's worked with like. I mean, he's worked with a lot of people, but like Aesop Rock and Cage and some other underground rappers that most people wouldn't know. But it's uh, it's probably the best thing I think that's happened to hip hop in the last since at least since 2010 for sure. Good song. Yeah. Good How we song. doing tonight, boys? Rocking and rolling, man. Good. Yeah, brother. So Ryan. Uh, Ryan, give us an update. Baby Watch 2017. Yeah, yeah. When's that sun coming, boy? Uh, we are down to the final three and a half weeks. He's uh, just got the last ultrasound, and he's in position now. We're just waiting on him to get this party started. That's awesome, dude. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, we are We are yeah. excited for a new addition. We, to we, the we, were, we were two two games away from the possible Aaron Rodgers MC, but as we all know, that will not be happening now. Nope. No. The Atlanta Falcons took care of that. Are you uh, <laughs> you were you were a little salty on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I could well, I had every right to be. I could smell I the butt hurt here in Michigan, man. There. Dude, it could, you could name him Matt Ryan Dempsey. That way you have Ryan in his middle name yeah. for you. Yeah, there we go. And you have Matt Ryan for the dude and that whooped your ass. my middle name is Matt, so that actually wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> that's, there you go. Seriously. That's fate. That's fate, brother. I don't believe in fate, that but it's actually, there. I didn't even think of that. You know what? I might have to run this one past the wife now. Uh, <laughs> she's going to probably hate me for even thinking about it. Uh, we, we get a, a, a footnote credit for that. Jeff and I do yeah. for coming up with that one. I'll get on the birth certificate. We'll put a little asterisk on there. <laughs> Approved by Average Joe's. Yep, that's got the Average yeah. Joe's seal of approval. <laughs> there you go. Oh man. So, how are you guys doing tonight? Good, man. Yeah, really good. Um, uh, a little uh, week for me. I had uh, some starting some physical therapy now to loosen up the neck. I mean, we're doing like I told you guys many times before we're doing everything we can to fight off neck surgery yeah gotta fight off that neck surgery so we're doing uh it's ultrasound therapy it's uh massage therapy it's physical therapy it all wrapped up into one nice little bundle okay so uh 
I'm going to be working out my neck twice a week for the next uh, probably four months. So uh, for the foreseeable future, that's where uh, that's where my attentions lie to get this thing back on track. And they're they're pretty confident that they can get my neck uh, strengthened up again, loosened up. Um, the bone hasn't degenerated so bad where uh, we're definitely looking at surgery. Right. So, um, yeah, working on that and, and getting myself a little pain-free. Yeah, that's and great. And loving it. That's great news because you've been, you've been miserable Good. for a yeah. while. I mean, that neck's been bugging you bad for yeah, the last man. month or more. No, it's been a, it's been a, a nightmare, and uh, I'm looking forward to working with this lady. This lady that I'm working with now, um, she actually has treated three other people with my bone disease. That's what you were saying. That's rare, dude. That's right. really, really rare because there's in this country there's only somewhere between twenty and fifty thousand people that have my bone disease. Oh, out of wow. you know, out of three hundred fifty million people, whatever the fuck we have in the right. U.S., that's not very many. No, and especially working around here and finding that many people, right? That's hard. You know, between here and Detroit, she's from the Detroit area. Um, so finding three people, three other people besides me, it's pretty rare. So she's already trained and she knows how to take it easy, how far to push, how far not to push. Just, uh, just a, a blessing in disguise. Yeah, definitely. You know? it, it sounds like from, from what you were saying to me Absolutely. off, off the air and stuff, it's the fact that you found somebody that's dealt with anybody else, right. let alone three other people with your condition is a first for me. so rare. So that's, first. that's great. And I've had a lot of physical therapists, and all they all say, ooh, I've never worked with anyone like you. I have to be delicate. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I We're good you. to go. I understand Hop you. Hop on the table. I got you. We, we got you. It's fine. <laughs> Get that mule. She's awesome. She's <laughs> awesome, savages. <laughs> we, uh, I, even, I even channeled a little fucking yeah. Uncle Joey we in my intro when I was giving the goddamn date while the song's playing. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking, I've been watching a shitload of the church and what's happening uh, now, so it's like I hear music start playing, and I'm like, it's Thursday night. Fucking, I'm losing my shit. We're, we're, we're 1,600 milligrams deep cocksuckers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we got the blue cheese for the wings. You got it's, it. It's, it's, fuck ranch. ranch. It's, fuck it's, it's blue ranch. cheese with wings and go fuck your mother. Yeah, fuck ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we just want. I just sent you guys the link for Uncle Joey did that hot wings show. Yeah, yeah, oh, I gotta watch that later. Yeah, yeah you gotta check that, that work. out. Yeah, check. Bert Kreischer was on there. I've uh, seen Bert. about two months ago, and it was good. Uh, I think Segura was on there just before that too, and uh, uh, Hinchcliffe was on there. I mean, he's had a lot of comedians on there uh, uh, from that you know that Comedy Store crew. Yeah, of, of Ari Shafir and, and Tony Hinchcliffe and you know those guys. He's uh, he's had quite a few of them on there. Give them the hot wings. You know, a lot of quite a few of them have tapped out, but uh, I think I, don't, I didn't watch it all, but I think Uncle Joey probably made it through. If anyone's going to make it through, it's going to be the Cuban. Yeah, right. for sure, it's going to be Uncle Joey. Right. So I'm going to have to check that out once we're done recording and you know posting tonight. I'm going to finish up watching that one to see how it goes. That's uh, it's. I'm gonna watch that one when we get yeah, done too. That's definitely. I'm excited for that one. Oh. Ryan, what else has been going on with you besides uh, getting ready for the Prince? Uh, you know what, man? Just that's basically all that I'm uh, all that I'm dealing with right now. Everybody becoming a little bit independent, so doing uh, their own things these days. So uh, how old is she again? She's with three now. Uh, she three in May. Yeah. Three in okay, May. Yeah, that's yeah. right. She, uh, yeah, and wants nothing to do with daddy. So, I say, yeah, I say fine. 
No, I remember it. the couch and watch TV. Yeah, I remember that age, man. And you know what? The thing is, is uh, my my girls are uh, fourteen and fifteen this year. So when when they were coming up, they, there was no. Uh, I mean, we had cell phones, but it wasn't like they were uh, full of games and app stores and, you, and right, streaming right. and stuff. You know, phones were basically you could flip it open and talk and whatever. And if you, you were know, lucky, you yeah. might have got to play centipede, right, or Tetris. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. You know, so. Um, so when they were coming up, I built them a computer. It was like oh two oh three. I built them a computer, and they got to play on the stuff now. But now kids coming up, they're like two and three. And you give them like a tablet or yeah. a phone or something. Dog, they don't want anything to do with dad anymore. Nope, no. You know, and nothing oh, to do with mom. Really, like know. Carla, like, uh, she can walk. They like, get up in the morning. She'll walk into the living room, grab the remote, turn the TV on. Pick up the PlayStation controller to turn the PlayStation on, <laughs> and then switch over to switch it to Netflix. Wow! And then select kids. Wow! And I'm sitting there like, and I'm thinking like, and, you know, when I ordered my VCR, it was still blinking 12, 12, 12. <laughs> and she is. It's like Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, she's so far advanced over all of us, and I've got two <laughs> bachelor's degrees, and she's still way beyond me. Right. You know, at two years old, I'm lucky I could find my own foot and look what she's you know she's she knows how to turn that programming already she's like i got this I unbelievable you uh, unbelievable and, on top of that, she know, and she even knows what to pick too because she doesn't go to those little like frou-frou little kid stuff right and she's going to gardens of the galaxy yeah she, awesome she's got a good and then on top of that she sings all the songs she knows the lyrics to the songs throughout the movie she knows the the, the characters this kid the, awesome. i look at her I'm like how do you know this much you're you're not even three years old you can't know this much because i'm awesome that's her answer. You got a PlayStation ride? No, she, no, she just looks. At me, she just looks at me and says, "I'm Gamora," and that's it. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. You on the you on the three or the four, Ryan? What's that? Are you on the three or the four PlayStation? Uh, three. Okay. Yeah, I got to upgrade to a four one day. One day. Gotta get you on the Plex app on that thing, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't worry, she'll be running Plex soon. Right. You know, it, once she starts running Plex, I'll, I'll make her own little section for her on there. <laughs> she can pop on, and she can, you know, pick whatever else she wants. What was that you uh, were... I, was that, sorry? What were you, you were telling us something she wanted to watch instead of... Was it football the other day? She wanted to watch a movie? Yeah, we're, no, yeah, we are watching... I was trying to watch the game, and she just got up, and she picked up... Uh, the uh, not the greatest with the Batman and Robin. That's right. Uh, yeah, with, yeah. with George Clooney, and she just comes in the room and she puts it on, and she makes us skip to the scene where uh, Bane is created because that's her favorite scene. Watching get pumped full of venom. Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my this god, is, your guys, kid this is, is awesome. a two-year-old we're talking I, about I here. Her, you like, know, are, like, 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 I know, like five-year-olds that'd be afraid of that scene, and there she is, like watching it on repeat, smiling and laughing the whole time. That's it amazing. Could be that she's gonna be like a serial killer one day, <laughs> or she's just gonna have great taste in music. It's maybe, one or the other. Maybe she's or gonna catch driver. serial killers. Yeah, maybe she'll be yeah, like Dexter. Yeah, there we go. You know, maybe she's gonna be a, you know, like, like. Uh... Uh, Abby from NCIS. Who's going to be forensics and, yeah. you know, she loves all the science and the uh, chemicals yeah, and stuff. Done with that. You know what I'm saying? That's that's going to be awesome. Then you and mom can retire and she can take care of you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Freedom 35. Yeah, she can. Freedom 35. <laughs> <laughs> she can sponsor the show. <laughs> nice trailer park boys reference, Ryan. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> It's fucking Freedom 35, boys. It's just the way she yeah. goes. Yeah. Fuck our RSVPs, Julian. 
Oh my god, I love the Trailer Park Boys so much. It brings so good. it brings me so Did much. Did you watch joy. the last season with Snoop Dogg? Yeah, man, I've watched every season that they have on Netflix. I've never watched it. Oh my yeah. god, dude! It's time. You're missing out, Dave. You'll you'll at first you're gonna be like, "This is fucking stupid." What are these morons talking about? You get about <laughs> three episodes in, and you're like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 It's got its moments where you're like, that, "That was good." Oh, oh dude, it's you, fucking you, hilarious. Yeah, the episode where uh, the dog eats the hash brownies. Yeah. Because it just takes off from there. Yeah. It it took me a couple episodes to get into it. I was like, "What the fuck?" Are how we many episodes? How many episodes before I'm hooked? You'll be hooked before the first season's over. Okay. Ten, um, eight, yeah. if that. So yeah, I yeah. give it at least ten. Yep. Yep. And just, go from there. Just try to get through the first season, and if you don't like it, then and then you know it's. But I've been looking for a new series. I think, so. I think it's something you'll dig. Okay. I don't know why. I, yeah, I just I don't know watch. why. Then, I don't, I'm not sure why I never gave it a chance. I just I don't know. It's even a good one. Like that. Just once you've watched it, just the throwing in the background sure. and and like. I've like, had a lot of people tell me the same. Like uh, uh, Crystal, uh, bartender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to uh, I went to college with her and. Uh, and I ended up working with her later on, and she was, like, hooked on it. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know why. I, mean, I, I just never gave it a, ch- uh, a shot, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to listen to her. Uh, I'm going to take, uh, what's Netflix, you said? Yeah, it's Netflix. I'm going to take Netflix and add it to my it. queue. Yeah, they bought it. Um, and now they, because it was a Canadian show that Showtime had rights to in America. Okay. And... It went for like seven or eight seasons, and they did a couple movies and stuff. And then Netflix bought it and then brought it back. Nice, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'm gonna take an add it to my queue. Like so. they took it, they took it off like a few years ago. I think before they bought the rights, maybe they had lost it, and they taken it off. And there was a fucking uproar. Like everybody yeah. was pissed and was like going at Netflix. It was back in like within a month. Same thing happened with Family Guy. Remember that yeah, back in the I day. Do. Family Guy aired, what, a season, and then they canceled them, and everyone went batshit crazy, so they brought them back on DVD. Yep. And the DVDs yeah, sold like gangbusters. Then Cartoon Network got a hold of it, and that's exactly. what it really took off. And then they had no choice but to bring them back. Right. Now look at they're, what, 14 seasons deep? 15 like seasons that. deep? Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, they've been around. Been around. So let's, uh, before we get into the fight, let's talk about, we got uh, next week, actually, we're going to... Uh, do another fight night with Joe's. Yeah, boy. We were gonna we were gonna hold off till March, but I think uh, for the we got one. We're definitely doing for two oh nine, but I think yes. we needed to do another one before that. And uh, I think the Return of the Korean Zombies a pretty yeah. pretty appropriate one. We'll be able to have Ryan on this one too. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're gonna be able to yeah. test out uh, the logistics on that. So. Yeah, we got to figure out uh, how we're gonna be able. To, hopefully, Ryan will be able to see the card. Yeah, we're trying to work that out. Yeah, for you know, if he, uh, it's gonna be hard to to sit and have a fight night if you can't see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he won't be able to hear it either because it'll just no, be streaming in exactly. our fucking headphones. Yes. You know, and even if he, he and just, I'll be like, I'll be like Brian Callen. What's happening next? You know, I'll just sit back there and just make up ridiculous <laughs> oh, new God. things that have no validity whatsoever, just to irritate you guys even, while you guys break down everything I'm saying being wrong. I, even if you can't see what's going on, even if you're staring at a brick wall, you're going to have far more insight, more intelligence, and, and much better things to say than that douche Callie. Yeah, there's... Well, my, my Taekwondo master says that all the time when I'm <laughs> sipping wine and wearing a scarf. God, I hate him I so hate much. That dude. Oh, I cannot stand him. <laughs> he sucks. 
He was sitting in the room. I'm sure you guys have seen this. I don't know if I talked about this before. Um, he was sitting in a room with three trained killers. There was Shab, there was Eddie Bravo, and there was Joe Rogan. And Callen sitting over in the corner. And he says, he says, you know what, man? I'm at the point right now where uh, anyone fucks with me, I'm just going to whoop their ass. I don't care who it is. And Shab looks at him and says, I could literally hold my dick against your face right now and you could not do a thing that. about it. I remember that. And Callen's, <laughs> Callen's getting pissed. He's like, I'm not going to put up with that kind of stuff anymore. And he was like getting all hot. And Eddie's over there going, what the fuck's going on? And Rogan is dying laughing. And Shab's like, I can't believe I do a show with you. This is, this is utterly stupid. He's the I, biggest the moron I've ever seen when, in my life. Yeah, the, the kid. The, the middle of the fight campaign when they stopped because Brian, uh, Brian wanted to show everyone his uh, his wheel kick. Oh, oh yeah, my God. I remember that too. Yeah. Joe was trying to explain to him why he's doing it wrong. He's like, no, you gotta do it like this. No, like no, no. Listen to me. Do it like it. Okay, you know what? No, I give up. He's just like, he's, he's telling Rogan how to do. Oh my God, unbelievable. Rogan's got such a great wheel kick. And he's not yeah. taking advice from that dude. It's unbelievable. Nobody, I can't stand Callen. Nobody should take advice from Brian Callen. He's a fucking moron. He's an idiot. And that's why he's why I can't watch Fighter and the Kid. I can't listen to it either. Right. I don't yeah. mind Shab. I mean, I'm indifferent to Shab. I mean, he's not bad. He's not great. He's just he's I can just, I can sit and listen to him with Rogan all day long. Yeah, I was gonna Doesn't say Joe, Joe balances him out really yeah. well. And, and put Eddie in there. That was cool when they when they brought in Uncle Joey instead yeah, of Callen. When Joey was there for Callen, that was and, great. And, and, I don't know how stone Joey was, but he was, you know, he's calling Habib, Kalabib, and he was Ooh. calling Stipe, Stiochich, and I mean, Uncle Joey Stiochich. was... <laughs> combining both names into one. <laughs> and it, it, Rogan and everyone was dying because Uncle Joey had, I mean, he had uh, he had a rants and they were intelligent that he wanted to say, but he couldn't, he just couldn't pronounce their names that day. Ooh, I just found something on Twitter that I'm going to say for news. Well, then we better get through the card. Yeah, let's get... It's it's just exciting to me, but... Yeah, we didn't have a card to fucking break down, so we're just doing a preview this week. Just a preview. Just a preview. Uh, Saturday night, live from Denver, Colorado, we've got number one, Valentina Shevchenko, taking on number two, Juliana Pena, the annoying Venezuelan vixen. I actually tweeted Valentina today because I just keep seeing... Uh, Juliana Pena's stories talking about how Ronda did this and Ronda disrespected her and she still wants to fight her and all these fighters are ducking her. And last week she tweeted out that us fans should appreciate her because she wasn't going to take this fight, but she's doing it just to shut people up. So I tweeted Valentina and I said, please beat the shit out of her and shut her the oh, fuck God, up for yes. all of us. Unbelievable. Yeah, she's she's only taking this fight for us. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's because of it's because of us negative fans. Fuck you. She's such an idiot. I hate she's, her. She's the Brian Callen of fucking women's MMA. Like I want to try. She sucks. A, she's a <laughs> she is a decent. Like she's she's a skillful fighter. Agreed. There are plenty of times I fucking pick against her just because I can't stand her, and she proves me wrong every time. Yeah. But your mouth just is annoying as fuck. Shut up. Just shut yeah, up. I don't know if there's anything. Well, aside from like missing weight or anything like that, but like when a fighter is really, really skilled, and you want to like them, but every single time they talk, you just you can't stand them anymore. You you want them to lose, even though they have the potential to just succeed beyond anyone's wildest imagination. Yeah, the difference I think I w- I was really picking her against or picking Cat against her. That was the one that she surprised the shit out of me. Yeah, like. I don't think um, 
Um, I don't think I'd pick, I would pick I over her or uh, uh, Milana, whoever that was. Yeah, I don't even remember her. But I'm, um, I know myself and how I pick, and I, I'm sure I picked Cat to to be. Yeah, I think on I'm that pretty one. sure you did. We both. Yeah, did. we both did because this uh, was just before pre Ryan. That was two hundred, right? They yeah, it? yeah, that was two hundred. Yep, on um, the undercard of two hundred. That's right. And Valentina, um, I know I didn't pick Valentina over Amanda. No, nope. I've never picked anyone to beat Amanda no, at this point. But I know, I, um, I know but I picked Holly Holm to beat her. I picked Valentina to beat Holly Holm. You know, and I think both. I think, I think both you two picked Valentina over Holm. I think we did. Or maybe it was yeah. it. Or did Ryan just pick her? Were you the only one that? No, no maybe no. Because I, I, I had told you uh, we were messaging, and I had told you that Holm was going to lose, and you basically said, "What am I smoking crack?" <laughs> and then. Uh, that's right. You yeah, were the only was, one that picked Valentina yeah, yeah, Shevchenko. That was like yeah. one of your first fucking. And that was, I think, the first episode that I was on. We were talking about. Yeah, why, and it was your why, first like. Did I upset. want to, her to win? Yeah, I remember. That's right. Yep. That's right. You are. That's right. I did not pick Holly. Or picked Holly. I did not pick Valentina. Who are you picking this time? Valentina. Yeah, big I'm, time. I think uh, Valentina's gonna just just dominate her. I think her striking absolutely dominate her. I think her striking is way too much for Juliana. Juliana's. Striking is is not great at all. Oh, well, um, Valentina's Muay Thai is, is phenomenal. Yeah, and she's yeah. phenomenal. She's been training with uh, some good grapplers and stuff too for this camp. She's been working with I saw her with Rose quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh God, there was somebody else that she was another. Uh... Uh, let me pose this question, and this is a general question for uh, basically the entire card. Does the altitude make a difference for any of these fighters? Valentina's been living in Denver, so... Smart. I think there's going to be a, a big altitude issue for uh, Arlovsky and Gano. For so sure. The heavyweights, like, they can get tired a lot faster than... Well, look they, look at a guy like Cerrone. On the other side of that, it being a deficit, Cerrone is definitely uh, has an advantage <clears throat> because he's used to this elevation. Yeah. Yep. I mean, not just moving there for two weeks and training and, and trying to acclimate yourself to it. The dude's there all the time. Right, you know he's, but then he's he has constant. The, uh, the disadvantage of having friends and family that would like more likely be there, so he's got that going. He doesn't care about that. that shit. I don't yeah, think they all say that, but then you know, once once that door closes and you and you start, you know, you start thinking the eyes are watching you. That with any with any other mm-hmm. fighter, I would say it, it could definitely be a factor having that kind of pressure with your friends and family there. But we're talking about Cowboy Cerrone. The only thing that yeah. the only kind of pressure that affects him are important fights, title fights. Yeah, right. But other than that, I don't think uh, he's fought in Colorado before. Has he? I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. When it's well, uh, are we all picking Chev? Last time. Are we all picking Chev on this one. I don't think anyone's picking Pena. No. To go over on this one, huh? No, I don't. The, the only way I could see Pena. Uh, getting the win is if it goes to the ground. I think her grappling is going to be better, but it's superior to, to Valentina. Trying to get in close, trying to get in close on Valentina yeah. when, like we said, the the Muay Thai, like she doesn't mind getting in close too. So, well, the thing is, I when mean, I was, we're uh, a long day at the office for uh, for Pena. Where I was going with that though is that this is likely the the title eliminator. Definitely is the title eliminator. Yeah, and 
Well, I mean, who do you want to see next? Do you want to see Valentina and Amanda Nunes, which is the fight? Definitely. Or, you know, you want to see Pena and Nunes, which is not the fight? No, and I want to hear Juliana Pena cry. Well, the better question is do you want to see Holm or Durandame versus Nunes? Because she's already said that's her next next fight's going to be for the the Connor, the the two titles. That's Um, what she wants. We have an interim for 135. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. We're already going to have an interim for 185 and fucking everything else soon. Who knows? Heavyweight if they don't get Who knows what happened at at 205 with AKA out there. Oh, I've already got that. Lots of messes coming up. That's in the the chamber. Shevchenko and Nunes needs to happen. Does. The rematch needs to happen. You know, um, and this is, at that point, would be a much, much better Shevchenko and Nunez, if she's getting any better, I, who knows? Because yeah. she's—I don't see how she's so good as it is. But Valentina definitely improved in that fight, and she gave Amanda Nunez a hell of a fight. Yes, it wasn't like Nunez she walked did. all over her. She exactly she took it to Nunez in that fight, and, and Nunez I, herself even said it was like one of her I, toughest fights. Yeah, if I remember, there was one point I think early in the first when it looked like Nunez was going to finish it. And then Shevchenko came right back and made the fight really, really interesting. Yeah, a very tough girl, very, very, very tough fighter is Shevchenko. But I don't think Pena is going to last very long. I, th- I, I really think that Shevchenko ends up finishing her probably in. Well, we got five rounds, so maybe three. I think she ends up putting her down. I I would TKO be win. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd so. Say, I think maybe yeah. she goes down in the second. Two, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I, would I, hope like, she... I would probably say like maybe like third, early, early fourth, but I don't think it would. I don't think it's gonna go that long. I want Shevchenko to put her to sleep. Has she ever done? Has either of these uh, girls done five? I don't think so. Was uh, her and Holly's? Yeah, her yeah. and Holly. I was going to say, her and Holly headlined that card. Yep, her and Holly went five. Yeah, they went. She won round five. Oliver, all of her. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because Holm took the first round and then got whooped for twenty minutes. Yeah, all of Shevchenko's fights. I don't think Pena has. Pena's never had even on schedules for one. She came off the Ultimate Fighter and has just been that one. I think the tough and she was hurt. Right, I think the tough fight was scheduled for five. Let me pop that back up. Maybe yeah, no, no, uh, no, no, it wasn't. No, it was because a, that would have been the uh, final. Diaz and uh, Maynard. Maynard. Maynard yeah. That card. Yep. What was the date for that one? Well, what was the date that Anderson Silva broke his leg? December 30th? So it would say December 16th? November nope. 30th. Oh. No, because you because you got to remember they had uh, yeah they had some time off they had some time off before Ronda and Misha fought yeah was there, I couldn't remember I was not bad it was only off by two weeks not bad not bad that's all right it was, it was four years ago so almost four well, three years ago but <laughs> not bad Dempsey not bad at all well I'm looking forward to seeing Valentina fight again I like watching her fight I think she's a great fighter she's a, a very tough fighter and I'm looking forward to seeing her take this win and go on and get that Nunes fight, which I'm looking forward which to she even deserves. more. She yeah. deserves a title shot. Definitely. Way more. And maybe Valentina will follow through with her – or not Valentina, but uh, maybe Pena will follow through with her threats that if she doesn't get a title shot, she'll retire and get Excellent. the fuck out. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. Bye. 
I'm good with that. See ya. And the co-main event, the fight, I think that the, the people's main event, we'll call it, uh, number yeah. five, Donald Cowboy Cerrone taking on number 12, Jorge Masvidal, game-bred himself. This this has got all the makings of a fucking war. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fight of the night right here. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Fight of the night with, uh, well, no, as I say, knockout of the night's probably going to go to the next fight, but... Um, it's got the potential for a KO of the night. It definitely does, but this is going to be fight of the night for sure. Oh, for sure, this is fight. This of the is going to be awesome, and I love watching Cowboy so much. He's one of my, he's easily one of my top five fighters to watch because he's just fucking batshit crazy. Doesn't care. Extremely talented, tough as nails. Best combo I've ever seen in MMA yeah. came out of him. That pop, that four shot combo, oh, man, story, pop, yeah. pop, pop, ended with the kick. <laughs> Unbelievable! He comes out with some of the best stuff, man. I guys, love Cowboy so much. Did you guys see he's already he's... calling for his next fight after this one? <laughs> of course he is. So he's already Ooh. calling. He of wants, course he is. He wants to be. He hasn't called anybody out, but he wants to be on two hundred nine. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. He wants. He said he wants to fight what six, seven times this year. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, Might as well already. He's you know, nuts. Ever since jumping to welterweight. He's he's like looked better than I ever thought he could. You're yeah, right. He's looked was, amazing at, at, at 55. At 55, he was he was amazing, and it was just like could he could he get over the hump at the title fight, and he he couldn't he couldn't. And when he took the that welterweight fight the first time around, he uh, just just looked so crisp. So uh, he looked a lot better, and his performances have only gotten better since that fight. Well, and remember after that first fight, he was saying he was going back down to 55. He was. Did he really? Yeah, I think he was made yeah, for because, 170, because, man. Because Eddie won the title at fifty-five, after he went up to seventy, and he was talking about going back down to take on Eddie because mm-hmm. he beat Eddie's ass. Before. Because he's yeah. Oh, that's right. And that's right. Everybody kind of talked him out of it. We're like, no, dude. And even after a, a couple of fights, because when he was on Rogan, he was like, "I'm thinking about going back to fifty-five. And Rogan's like, dude, you look great at 70. Man, Stay there. He was built for 70. Yeah. He was made to fight at welterweight. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's looked better than we've ever seen him look. He looks way better at 70 than he does at 55. He well, is, and he's, Joe Rogan is even talking about the, uh, the weight cut because he was going from like a 25, 20-pound 20 weight cut to now 5 to 6 pounds. Yeah. Right. It's smart, too, uh, doing huge. that. I think it's it's yeah. I think it's going to catch on with a lot more fighters as we uh, we progress into this year's. Instead of trying to kill yourself and drop that twenty twenty five pounds to make weight and try to balloon back up, not healthy. Yeah, they're going to start figuring out dropping five seven pounds and staying right about where your fight weight is. That's going to be a lot more healthy for you. You're going to be faster. You're going to be healthier. You're going to have more energy. And I think it's yeah. going to start picking up steam of yeah. doing that. I mean, that's what that's what yeah. RDA is doing now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's yeah. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see RDA t- uh, at Walter White. That's gonna be because he because he was like the last uh, last couple of years of his career where he was looking really really good and it was just improving for improving and the weight cutting thing was just what really slowed him down. And maybe Usada. Well, yeah, yeah but well. that goes for all Brazilians. True story. <laughs> True story. So uh, let's. Uh, Let's get picks. Dave, who you got in this one? I, I shouldn't even ask. I know who you got in this one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I got Cowboy uh, winning this one. And not because uh, I think Masvidal isn't going to give him a fight, because Masvidal is going to give him a hell of a dude, fight. Masvidal's a dangerous yes. dude. Yes, yes, yeah. he is. You know, he's these, got, guys, I mean, they, these guys got similar records. Cowboy's 32 yeah. and 7. 
Jorge Masvidal's 31 and 11. Masvidal's beat some very good guys. They're... Stats up and down are so close. Very similar. I mean, um, they're both veterans. They both seen forty, you know, thirty to forty fights. Their uh, their height, their weight, their reach, their leg reach. I mean, everything is kind of similar. I think Cowboy just. I, I think he has just a little bit more, and um, I think his his submissions are a little bit more. That's where I was going to go to. And that's going to be the difference in this fight. That's where I was going to yeah. go to because you've seen Cowboy taking back to taking it to the ground exactly. and using his takedowns and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So that's where I see him having the advantage in this fight and using that advantage to. Uh, to finish him with a, a rear naked guillotine, something that he likes to do off the neck, which he's so, so good at. Yeah, I think he takes, takes the back. Yep. Knocks him, puts Jorge down. And immediately takes, takes it. Yeah. Definitely. That's what, I, that's what I see out of uh, Cowboy to win. I'm looking forward to seeing this fight. Very much looking forward to seeing this one. Ryan? Yeah, I got uh, Cowboy, but I think it's going to be a decision fight. Um, I think that these guys, they are going to... I think they, their skills are just going to kind of cancel each other out for the most part, and I think that Cowboy's just going to pick them apart but not be able to find the finish. It easily could. I mean, that's not uh, that's not an unheard of scenario. Um, what do you think, Jeff? I, I've got Cowboy. Uh, I I was leaning leaning towards the decision just because that's been usually Cowboys thing, but you know, like we were saying that since he's gone to 170, he's, he's gotten back on that takedowns, gotten back to the ground game and stuff. Um, I couldn't, I could see yeah. him finishing this late in the third. How many fights is this at Welter now for him? It's got to be like five or six. This is his four, fifth, I think, isn't it? This will be number five. Yeah, he's had four. Okay, yeah, four. But. He's had in those four wins, one submission, three KOs. Yep. So yeah, you know, and KO Matt Brown. Yeah, that's that's not easy. No, no, no not at easy at all. Wow, no. three performances of the nights too, man. He's been on fucking fire. Yeah, dude. I mean, even look at, look at the streak he was on before he went to RDA. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, I remember that what, one. Seven and seven in a row, or something like that. Seven or eight. Seven and eight of nine. Yeah, and Rafael Dos Anjos stopped both of those win streaks. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Man. And he wants to have, he's had what? Uh, two, well, he's, this will be his first, first fight of two. And he wants to have at least six, <clears throat> I think he said this year, or he wanted to break the record with seven or something like that. Something like that, yeah, because he's already, he's already looking at trying to get on a 209. If he can keep doing stuff like, you know, round one, round two knockout submission, if he can keep doing that and not take any damage, yeah. that's a feasible number. Yeah. Well, and what's crazy, I think he took some damage it. in that Matt Brown fight. Well, yeah. I think, I think we talked about it before the Matt Brown fight that, like after his fights are done, he just grabs a case of Budweiser, throws it on his ATV, and just goes cruising. Yeah. For like he doesn't like like rolls into camp, and you'd think that eventually it's gonna catch up to him, but it it somehow it's only gotten him stronger and better. But you take a look at like um, his last four fights, his his Alex Oliveira fight, he only he only took four shots, one yep. significant, you know and. You know, in the Rick Story fight, he only took one significant. You know, I mean, he he 
took 17 shots with one significant. I mean, it's he's not taking a lot of damage in, in several of those fights. Uh, the Matt Brown one was a real fight, though. That, that one was, was a that real was a fight. War. He took some shots yeah, in that one. Definitely. He had zero head movement. Yeah. At all. But well, yeah. So. I'm excited for this fight. Oh, hell yeah. This is the people's main event, yeah, man. For I am sure. so looking forward to this one. This is the fight that I said without this fight on the card. It's kind of. It takes, it's, a, it's flat. Yeah, it's pretty flat. Yeah. There are, I mean, there's some exciting fights that we're excited about, but as far as like generating value and name and whatever. This one could steal it. This one's going to get knocked yeah. out of the night right here. Yeah. I think Francis Ngano is going to put Andre Arlowski to sleep. Oh, good night. Good night. submissions, though, also. Oh, yeah. Don't. Sure. don't. He, almost took, he almost took the dude's arm home in his yeah. last fight. He that almost ripped Dan, uh, Hamilton's arm with him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He tore that arm up. But I think I think Ngano is going to – they're going to stand and trade, and he is going to put Andre yeah. out. Nine wins. Because you're looking this, – this has the potential to be uh, similar to, like, the Arlovsky-Travis Brown fight from a couple years ago. Yeah, except the yeah. reverse. That Ngano is has a lot more power than Travis Brown had oh at that time. God, he's so scary. Um, like, he's everything that I thought that Derek Lewis was going to be yeah. and hasn't yet right. shown. You're right. Holy shit. This, might be, this might be the guy, you know – this might be the guy that progresses. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm not giving up on Beast. No, I still me think either. Beast has it, but this guy might progress faster than Beast. I, I think he pick has. up things faster than Beast. I think he has. That's Nine wins, five KOs, four submissions. Yeah, the dude is a maniac. He's and he's scary as fuck looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, this fight with Arlovsky is really. This is this is his shot. Yep, this is this, his first when, real test. When we talk about, you know, you got that first test to get you over the hump to see if you can start getting that top ten talent, yep. this is it. This yeah. is his first one. And this is going to determine whether or not he is that guy that we're talking about, if he has that ability to continue on and fight top ten, fight top five, and keep going on and showing that he's got the skills to do it. Yeah, if he beats Andre, it's gonna they're going to catapult him up a little higher, and oh, yeah. he'll get some tougher competition. Definitely. And he's in the heavyweight division that we've talked about time and again that is like, hungry for young fighters that yeah. are entertaining. Yeah. And it's shallow. This, this, yeah. Uh, that division needs Francis Ngano bad. Needs him and the Beast. You know, needs Beast, needs those young guys coming up that have extremely, extremely powerful, they got talent. You know, whereas Beast doesn't have a tank, this guy's got a tank. Yeah, this guy is not going to gas yeah, out no. like Beast after a single round or you know round and a half. Right. Yeah, you know, he's going to be able to sit and trade and and work through some you know work the clinch. And, you know, he's going to be able to to hang in there and not be sucking wind after you know seven minutes or so. I don't think this one makes it out of one anyway. I don't think so either. I, I think, think so. I one. think he puts Andre away yes. in he's one. Never heard yep. of the sec. Has he? I UFC? don't think so. Let's take I, think a look. He, I think UFC and he's only gotten into the second. I think that was it. And I think that one with the submission is his oh, round one submission. Round two. Yep. Doctor stoppage in round two against. Uh, round Blades. two knockout and a round two doctor stoppage. Other than that, round one, round one. So yeah. if he makes, if Arlovsky makes it to round two, good luck. Because yeah. he's not gonna, he's not gonna do much after that. I don't think. No, I'd absolutely be surprised. Yeah, it's nothing against. Ar- you know, Arlovsky because he's a veteran. He's seen a lot, and you know he's a former champion. And but he's old. Yeah, and he's had a lot of miles on that chin. And he has yeah. coming off of a. Is he coming off of a loss? I believe he is. Yeah, um, but I think he is. I think was that no, was that true? He's coming off three. three. Barnett. 
Alistar and Stipe. Oh, that's right. I forgot all about the Barnett fight. Knocked out, knocked out, and submitted. His last win was against Mir. He had that little, uh, the little win streak where he put together four in a row when he beat Schaub, um, Bigfoot. Bigfoot, Brown, and and Frank Mir. That's that's a good. I mean, it's a nice little yeah to try to revitalize your career. You know, that's yeah. a it's a good streak to start him on. But and then he lost three straight. Then he had to face 16. Stipe. Yes. Yeah, that was that was over. And then he yeah, had to face Overeem. Yeah, Stipe Overeem. him in that one, the trait. Yeah, yeah, and then Overeem and him went at it for the title eliminator, and Overeem beat him. I don't know what his contract looks like, but this could be four in a row for him at his age. He's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might not be, you might not see him. He'll go to Bellator. Yeah, it, we're not going to see him much in the UFC, no, if at all, no, no, anymore. No. He'll be done soon. Yeah, but for Bellator. some reason, like he just keeps on coming back, though, to the UFC. He loses a bunch, he leaves, and then UFC brings him back when they need someone. That's because he goes and he wins in other organizations for a while. I mean, he did well when he left the UFC till he tried that stupid flying knee against Fedor. Oh, and, against uh, Fedor. What was yeah. that? Is that affliction? I think so. Yeah, the one in the ring. Oh, sorry. You all right? Dude, I have <laughs> had a long day. Gotcha. <laughs> long day that started at 5.30 a.m. for no reason. I have this really sweet thing that my body likes to do where at about uh, between 5 and 5.30 every morning, it says it's time to get up. Uh. And then my alarm's not set to go off for another hour and, you know, depending on what time. I get up at like 6.45 is when my alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. But I wake up about five five thirty every day and just lay there trying to go back to sleep. Uh, so that's so annoying. Yeah, and today kicked my ass at work, so I'm just kind of like out of it. But, that's right. Yeah, not I'm, a long card that we have to worry about this nah, week. Uh, first fight of the main of our main card is going to feature Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres taking on Jason Knight. This is the kid, the jiu-jitsu kid, right? This is the kid that they're talking about uh, that's come up, the young kid who supposedly have this insane amount of jiu-jitsu, if I remember right. It might be, I might be off, but I think this Jason Knight is the dude that we're, that they've been talking about as a, uh, as a really, really skilled jiu-jitsu competitor. I am not sure, and usually I'm on that shit, so... Let me just take a look here. Um, he hasn't had much um, competition yet in the UFC. He's uh, he's two and one. He, he lost to Kawajiri, and then he's beaten uh, Dan Hooker and Jim Allers. But um, I believe uh, I was reading a lot of trying to read some stuff up on this kid because I had no idea who he was, and I believe this is the dude that they're looking at who supposedly has those has those skills that they're they're coveted for uh, for jujitsu. Uh, and Bruce Leroy, you, you stumped me up. Yeah, skill breakdown summary jujitsu. Was it? Was that him? Was that the kid? Yeah, that's what it says on UFC.com. This is strikings twenty nine percent, submissions forty eight, takedowns twenty three. Summary jujitsu. So he's a jits fighter. Yeah. So we have to keep an eye on this guy. Uh, yeah, for, I'm, you he's know, slept up on fight. me. He's real fun. You know, he could be a, a you know, someone to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely someone to keep an eye on. He's another. Not a young up and coming fighter in this division, which I mean, Leroy's still a younger young kid too. Yes, yes, yes. He's a he's a fun fighter to watch. Grapplers. No, this is but this is that old school classic UFC matchup: the striker versus the grappler. Right. Caceres is known for those weird flying kicks, and yeah, you know, we watched yep. that fight between him and Yari Rodriguez. But he's got two submissions of the night. 
in his career. Yeah, two fight of the night, two he's sub so, of the night. Yeah. Um, I mean, he suffered his. He's hard. Sergio he's Pettis. A, he's like uh, his actions to me. It's like uh, what Julian Payne's words are to you, yeah, Jeff. Like, for, like uh, watching him, the Ultimate Fighter. He would, you know, you could see the talents there, but then just his actions that he does is just. Oh, yeah! Oh. I just want to see him lose, dude. I, I went through the same thing with him before Tough when he was on Tap Out. Uh, okay, he mm-hmm. was. They they found him on that Tap Out show, and he was just kind of a dick. Kind really? of like, what he is? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Huh. Oh man, he hadn't earned his right to be a dick at that point. No, I mean, I don't think he still has. No, but, but he was just kind of really shitty to to mask and scrape in those guys, mm-hmm. and just kind of. And he was way younger. Way younger then, and it was like probably three, two, three years before he ended up on the Ultimate Fighter. But hmm. yeah, I remember him on that Tap Out show, and I was really not impressed with him because I think he, he ended up in the WEC before, but I don't know. So he's he's seven and seven and one in the UFC. So it's not like he's put together anything. No, he, he's significant. He's, you know what I mean? He's streaky. Win one, yeah. win two, lose bunch. Win one, win two, lose yeah. a bunch. That's why it kind of shocks me that this fight made the main card when you've got another fight that we're going to talk about on the prelims yeah. coming up. But in this fight, I got Jason Knight because I want to see the kid work. He's supposed to be a jiu-jitsu phenom. I want to see how well he does, and I got him winning this it. Is uh, next, and this is Knight's debut for the UFC? No, no, no. He's had a couple other fights, I believe. Okay. Let me just take a look at him real quick. Yeah, yeah he's, one, he's one and two, or two and one. He lost to Kawajiri. He's beaten uh, Jim Eilers and uh, Dan Hooker. Okay, okay. But for all the research that I've done on him, I mean, it wasn't a lot, but it was enough to see that uh, I really want to watch what this kid has to offer. I'm excited to check him out. Yeah. I'm sure I've obviously watched him fight, but he doesn't doesn't stick out to me. I'm the same way. I don't remember watching him do his thing. Yeah. I'm going to be paying attention, though, Saturday. Absolutely. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Jason Knight. Yep, that's what I'm going for. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna break my cardinal rule and I'm gonna go with the guy I've never heard of and go with Knight too, just yep. because I can't stand Caceres. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning towards too. That that Yari Rodriguez performance was bullshit. They just spun around and fucking threw diving kicks at each other yeah. and missed. But then he had and he had the fight. Was it against Cole Miller where he beat Cole Miller? Yep. Yes. And it, and that one there, where it's just like, oh, geez, maybe, maybe he's going to turn a corner and he's going to do something good with his career. And that's then what he does. He's so where we are. He's so streaky. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys. Terrible. You can't really rely on him for anything. No. Two more. Yeah, we can go two, two more. more. Uh, main event of the FS1 prelims is featuring Nate the Great Marquardt taking on Smiling Sam Elvey. Oh god, I just can't stand Sam Elvey's face. I know it's that stupid <laughs> look. Him, him on tough. Oh yeah, yeah, I can't stand it. Oh, god, uh, I got Marquardt just because I want him to knock him out. <laughs> I think Marquardt's more uh, all around, more a more well rounded fighter than Definitely, Smiling Sam, especially Sam. on the ground. Sam's got some great. He's, he's got great boxing and he's great stand up. But once it goes 60, to the ground, sixty two percent KO fighter. I mean, yeah. Sam's got power. 
Oh yeah, he does. He's 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 a great boxer. But once he comes off his feet, and I think that's where Marquardt's oh, going to take it. Marquardt he's got nothing is on Marquardt on the ground. Way better, and I think that's nothing. what happens. That's the last yeah. dude that he wants to get on the ground with. Yeah, I think that's where we see it go, and and uh, he ends. I mean, it's going to go three, but I think Marquardt just lays on him and and, uh, and dominates him on the ground. Him out. Doesn't let him do anything. Yeah. You know? I'm going to take Sam Alvey in this one. Um, I just like Marquardt. Every time he starts looking good, and he's start thinking like oh maybe he still has something left in the tank he just has that one performance where he just hit, gets hit with that one shot and he goes down and that's he it takes the shot and he, get, and he gets a little bit of abuse through it. the two kind of just rocks him early on he's not the same guy and i just think that like getting like, he's been fighting for about 500 years now and there's i think it's, it has to catch up to him eventually he's closing in on 50 fights i believe in the yeah i think uh, in the ufc yeah. well in mma uh, yeah, so he's been, 46. Going on, he's been going for like at least 20 years. 50, probably. Oh, right? 56. He's closing on 60 fights. Yeah, he's closing on 60 fights in MMA. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and like, Father Time has to catch up to him eventually. That's why on Sam's at 37, 38 fights. Yeah, but we kind of thought that Father Time caught up. Can you bring up Mark Hortz? Absolutely. We kind of thought Father Time caught up to him a while ago, and then he had that resurgence. But that's what I mean. Like, he, like he, he, the last probably about six years or so maybe he had you know Oof. win streak lose streak win streak but it's just like i don't know i just feel like he's he has to have that one fight where it's just like oh that, that's the bad loss it's like, back that's to the strike force where he jumped over he, he's yeah. gotta be over yeah where he beat tyron woodley yeah yeah that was uh that's why i'm a fan yeah, me too he beat the chosen douche yeah Tyron Wussy. What a prick. Fucking asshole. Um, yeah, so... I got Marquardt. We'll see. Uh, I, I got Marquardt, too. I got the, the the factors of what Ryan brought up in the back of my mind, but I think I think he sticks this one together. I mean, he's only won one in a row, so he's got to get at least one more before he hits that stumble. How yeah. this how and this that, fight made it is, down. And the thing with Marquardt, too, like, like Jeff said, you just, you just never can count the guy out. No. Never count out. Never count on Nate Marquardt. Yeah, like you were saying, this fight right here, uh, number four, Rafael Asuncao, and number seven, Aljamain Sterling. This fight got rescheduled from, I think it was, was it that? uh, Was that the Sacramento card? No, it wasn't Sacramento. It was the uh, Albany. I think it was supposed to be in Albany. Okay. And then I think think Aljamain Sterling had an injury. Like a slight injury, and it got okay. pushed wasn't, back. What, wasn't the Sun South supposed to fight uh, Caraway? Or am I thinking of someone else? I don't remember that. No. I mean, I'm not saying it didn't. I just don't remember it. No, I'm pretty sure yeah. this, this fight was supposed to happen at Albany, and it got moved. But but how it made itself so far down in the prelims for the you know number four number seven fighter two great fighters how it made it down so far in the prelims be on me it should be on the main card no you're absolutely right this this you know I mean? fight should be on the main card where Caceres and Knight should be on the prelims exactly for sure. exactly yeah. if you're gonna put these guys in the prelims they should have been main eventing at, at the bare minimum you know not Mark Hartnalvi these guys should be the top draw of the of the prelims and this is going to be just like you know Stroni Masvidal. You know we're talking about is going to be is the people's main event, and you know it's going to be a great fight. This also has the potential to be fight of the night as well. 
Yeah. Uh, Sun Tzu and, and Aljamain <laughs> Sterling are both outstanding fighters, and I'm kind of torn on which one I want to pick right now. Yeah, uh, a wow. like a coin flip. A yeah. coming off of that loss to TJ. That's, he's six in a row. You can't hold a loss to TJ against anyone anymore, though. No, I'm not holding it against he's, him. He's six oh no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, like a loss to TJ Dillashaw suddenly looks really good on your on your resume. He's, he's one of six or seven, though. I mean, he's that was aside from that loss, he's beaten. He beat um, TJ Dillashaw as well. No, yeah. He, yeah. Sterling, yeah, that. and that was a close one. Sterling's last loss was to Brian Caraway. I think that's where Brian Caraway is coming into your head. Oh, uh, okay, Brian. This is his only loss. I'm trying to look. Up. Yeah, that is his only loss. I'm 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 torn on this one because the Suns yeah, is so really so play. strong. This one, yeah, this is probably gonna be like a, like a good twenty twenty nine twenty eight decision. I don't. I mean, a sun cell for thirty five is seemingly strong. Pick, I don't know if I can pick one of these guys to finish from the other one. I don't think we're gonna see that, and I think we're gonna see great wrestling from both of them. Is Aljamain Sterling is a hell of a wrestler, and a sun cell is no joke when it comes to grappling either. No, and, and a sun cell I think has a strength advantage. When it comes to just pure strength, but that doesn't—I mean—that doesn't mean much. It's just at this point between these two, it's it's the little things that are going to make the difference because they're so evenly matched and they're so—they're both so insanely talented. Um, I'm having a hard time trying to pick who I want, who I think is going to—not who I want, but who I think is going to going to come out on top here. I'm uh, I'm kind of leaning towards I'm Aljo. Sterling. Yeah, I'm, See, I'm, I'm leaning towards Aljo. I'm kind of leaning towards the Sun Sal. I, I think. Uh, Although, although that Sarah Longo team hasn't had the best uh, best track record lately, I think I, yeah, I, I got. I, I, uh, my first thought was pick a Sun Sal. I got to stick with my first with my gut. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I was leaning with Aljo, man, but I, I don't know. It's so hard to pick. I, this is a tough fight, man. I'm staying. I'm staying with it. Stick I'll go down them. swinging. All right. By the way, Ryan uh, Brian Carraway was supposed to fight Jimmy Rivera at uh, the UFC Phoenix oh, card last that's week. Right, that's right, that's right. I recall that one. Yes, and then Carraway got hurt, so they pulled it off. Um, Carraway hurt his vagina. Yeah, Misha Tate probably fucking pegged oh, him or something. God, so, uh, I miss her already. I do too. She'll be back. She ain't yeah. staying away. Nah, she's just burnt out. Um. Some other interesting fights on here. Uh, nothing really of note worth getting into, but uh, a lot of lot of uh, blank, a lot of blank ones. Yeah, Eric Spicely is on the card. Um, uh, Rodrigo de Lima, uh, Marcos. I couldn't think of his first name. I was gonna say Jorge. Marcos Rodrigo de Lima. That's about really yeah. it. Not a lot in the undercard, so we'll no. have to see how it goes. That's why I said, man, without Cowboy and, and Masvidal on this card, there's not a ton to really draw eyes no. to it. But it's still gonna, I think it's hey. going to be one of those surprising I'm looking forward cards. to uh, checking out Jason Knight, the young kid, the, the young uh, yeah, Jitsu I mean, phenom. And it's not going to be a long night. Uh, it's a Fox card, so we should note that the uh, FS1 prelims will start at 4. I'm sorry, 
Fight Pass prelims start at 4. FS1 prelims start at 5. And the main card on Big Fox will be at 8 p.m., which means we'll be done before 11. Yes. None, no. of this, none of this 1.30 a.m. bullshit. 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. Oh, God. Huh. Don't even get me started on it again. It's <laughs> fucking Halifax. Yeah, we got another Sunday night card coming up in February. Guess who gets to listen to me bitch again? You guys. Everybody. The world. The funny thing. Okay. So, again, I've been going back through our archives and listening to old shows. And uh, around the same time as, last, as the... Uh, the dates of the Phoenix card, we had a Sunday night card last year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Back at episode 13, I think it was. Ah. How did that go over? No, about the same as they <laughs> usually do. <laughs> oh, boy. Not so well, then. No. Not, not so, so well. well. I think that one, I can't remember what that one was. I'll have to look it up real quick. But, yeah, I just I, it was funny because I was just listening to it, and then it hit one of my rants. It was 12. Episode 12? Yeah. <laughs> Dillashaw Cruz. So I wasn't too That was mad. a Sunday night, huh? That was a Sunday okay. night. Okay. I gotcha. It was a Sunday night. What's the one where uh, Cruz won his belt? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. See, once in a while, a Sunday night car can be justified when you look at that fight. And other times... That was a good fight on a Saturday yeah, night, well, too. That would be better on a Saturday. I had to take fucking vacation time. <laughs> That sucks when you got to call into work. And... If it's a Saturday or a Sunday, I always work the next day at five o'clock, so it really doesn't matter to me. Well, that's that's your. Fault. That's crazy when you got to call into work and say I can't come into work today, boss. One UFC. All right. Yeah. Dillashaw was on. Couldn't do it. I got just <laughs> just couldn't. <laughs> just couldn't make it on time. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Flight went lasted till one thirty. Yeah. On a Sunday, because they're fucking assholes. So before we get into the, uh, our already chosen news stories, uh-huh. um, I should share Some this. Some breaking news? Yeah. An hour ago, made official, uh, Kevin Lee will be taking on Francisco Trinaldo at UFC Ooh. Fight Night 106 in Ooh, Brazil. Like Good for one. Lee. Yes, sir. Uh, Lee needs that competition. That was what I was reading during uh, when we were getting ready, and I, was, oh. and I got excited that about it. That was your nugget? Yeah, man. Kevin Lee. Yeah, That's outstanding, because he needs that... Uh, he needs that kind of competition, and I think he bodes well against the dude. I do, too. I'm looking forward to, to uh, predicting and then watching that one. And uh, Nick Diaz. When, uh, when when was that again? That's at the um, the uh, Fortaleza card, uh, UFC Fortale- final. Uh, the Brazil? The Brazil one headlined oh. by uh, Cheetor and uh, Gastelum. Fat-ass. Fat-Astalum. Fat-Astalum. So, as we had uh, kind of mentioned a few weeks back, we're going to try to Continue to broaden into not just yeah. talking about UFC coverage or Broad having UFC relations. coverage cards. So uh, last week, Bellator had their 170 event where it was headlined by Tito Ortiz in his final fight of his career, taking on Chael Sonnen. Sonnen's first fight in the organization and Sonnen's first fight subsequently in two plus two years yeah. since his uh, suspension for being a juice head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. It didn't last very long for a return for Mr. Sonnen. No, it did not. He it was, was about, a buck, about a buck thirty-five. I yeah. think the, the rear naked. Was rear that naked. Right? Yeah. yeah. The biggest, I think, the biggest thing coming out of this fight is um, the controversy of how many people were screaming that it there was, was a, a lot of controversy. Fixed, fixed fight. 
Yeah, yeah. that's that's first and, and foremost. It's been following Bellator around for a long time. Yeah, because we had it with Kimbo and and Ken. Yeah. Now and also, and some people were upset even with uh, Shamrock and uh, and Gracie, because the referee stood there when Shamrock was taking a low blow, and just stood there and just let it happen. Are these fixed fight uh, accusations fair in this case? I'm not saying in the in the history of Bellator, just in this case. I don't think so. I don't think it was, man. No, I don't think it was either. I, I, I what what would Bellator have to win for fixing a Chael and Tito fight? I mean, Tito's going off to the sunset. He's I, not going to be fighting anymore. I, I, yeah, but you, could just, you could say that they wanted to guarantee that Tito would get uh, to get to go out with his hand raised, and he'd be able to talk as much smack as he wanted on the microphone afterwards. Like, I could see some angles people would use, but... If you're going to fix a fight, it's because you want the guy to win that you're going to continue making money off of. Right. Not the, not true, the one that's yeah, going to go true. off and retire. I mean, if they were going to fix it, they would have made sure that Chael won that one. Yeah, definitely. I think, anyway. That's, I, I feel like you know, it. That's, how, that's enough pro wrestling uh, training for me, watching enough of that, that that's how I think it would happen. Yeah, I feel like if they if it was a fixed, it probably would have fixed it for Chael. But yeah. the the one person really that I saw calling it a fix that was a little bit surprising considering their position in MMA it was Dan Hardy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Dan Hardy was. Uh, I seen the headline, but I didn't read the article. Yeah, Dan Hardy came out and pretty much called it a fixed fight, and then backed off his statement a little bit, and but still saying that it was some shenanigans some going shenanigans, on. Shenanigans, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he went out on Twitter and was saying some shit. There was some video floating around. The controversy comes because Chael went for a went for a front choke and didn't have it sunk in well and Tito was defending it and then Chael let go of the choke and spun behind. They said that there's a point where Tito <coughs> tapped him or tapped his head or something and then Chael let go of the choke and then that's why it's a fixed fight. Huh. And then the fact that Tito's rear naked choke wasn't sunk in completely, so he wasn't really choking him as much as he was. He was cranking. He was cranking. It was a neck, yeah. was a fucking yeah. neck crank. It was right. It was hard enough where he could have broke his his fucking jaw. Oh yeah, especially how big Tito is. Tito's yeah. a big two hundred fiver. Yes. And Chael's a, a not a two hundred fiver. Not anymore. No. no, not without juice. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't. Big I'm not John a, uh, McCarthy said we're going to be bringing this up. He said he wishes he could, uh, those people that say it was uh, fight fix, he said he wishes he could put them in that crank that Pete, that Tito put on yeah. Chael because he would show him that uh, that was no well, fucking joke. Right. Tito came out and said the same thing. He came out and said, you know, if every, everyone that thinks that the fight was fixed, get in the ring and let me tr- let me put you in the hold and see what happens with you. Right. I, I don't want Big John choking me. Yeah, not at all. But that's basically what he said was, uh, he said it was uh, it was not a perfect choke, but uh, but trust me, where it was, well, he would have shut down the carotid artery and broken his jaw. Yeah, and that was that's the idea behind a neck crank. You know, just because he doesn't have sunk underneath to get the jugulars to put him to sleep doesn't mean it wasn't an extremely painful position that he had him in. Right. Right. And the other controversy that came up was the ending, how 
<laughs> Tito wouldn't let go. Yes. Uh, Big John had to stick his finger into his or his thumb into his uh, his windpipe to pull him off. Um, Tito said he didn't know that Chael was, Chael was tapping. He thought he was fighting, trying to fight the yeah. choke. Do I can buy see, it? I can see it. Yes. Um, I can yes. see it just because I. Uh, Tito talks a lot of shit and has always been an aggressive shit talker, but he has never been, um, and he's always been a dick, but he's not, he's not Rusamar Paharis. Right. He's not been, he's not yeah, been dirty in the game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Even against Ken Shamrock when he knocked him out, he helped him up. Right. I mean, he's not, I don't think it was malicious. I think I don't that, either. uh, you know, maybe, maybe, um, Chael was moving, you know, instead of the straight tapping, he was moving his hand a yeah, little bit. Trying, yeah, And maybe, you know, I could see where Tito thought that would be just him struggling to get free. I could, um, too. I could definitely see that, too. So, I, I don't think it was, I, I don't think it was malicious. I just think he was, it was what it was. McCarthy took care of it, and, you know, it's not like McCarthy came out and uh, Big John didn't come out and say, you know, he should be fine, he should be this. I was in there, I know what's going on. He was just like, you know, it happened. Those things happen sometimes. It wasn't. It was no ill will. In there. No, I don't think so either. It yeah, wasn't done and, to hurt. And the people that are the people that sit there and scream and yell like, "Oh, he's holding it too long. He's holding it too long." You don't understand. Like when you're in that situation, you have the adrenaline going. You're trying to get this thing on. You, if you don't know he's tapping, you you don't let go because you don't want to be put into a bad position yourself. You right. stop it when the referee tells you to stop it. Yeah. So another thing that come out of this was uh, Chael. This is why I don't think it was fixed as well. Um, Chael was supposed to do submission underground three. Yeah. yeah. And he Bellator was... put the kibosh on it because yeah. they needed to protect him. Well, yeah, and it was it was bad bad week for Gary Tonin, man, because both he was supposed to originally take on Hector Lombard. Mm-hmm. Lombard had to pull out because he's got an upcoming fight against Johnny. And the UFC ain't going to let you in there against Gary Tonin. So then Chael Stunham was going to step up on short notice, and everyone got excited. Fucking uh, Gary started a really good... He said some shit on Twitter, dude. It was hilarious. He was, like, totally trolling on Chael. (laughs) Calling him, like, the almost... Oh, I need to find it. I'm sorry. I should have been more prepared, but... Well... It was good. Here we go. Um, Unless he deleted it. Hopefully he didn't... Oh, well, okay, here we okay, go. You got it. Yeah, I got it now. Um, people, let's see. Damn it. The guy, okay, so he said, I'll be competing at Submission Underground against a guy who almost had all of his dreams realized in the octagon. Oh, wait, there was one before it. My wow. match in Submission Underground oh. will be with a guy who almost held a UFC title. <laughs> um, oh, somebody's calling me. Um, I'll be competing in Submission Underground against a guy who almost had all of his dreams realized in the octagon. A guy who's about to almost get paralyzed in a cage at Submission Underground against a real American gangster <laughs> from Dirty Jersey. The guy who almost passed some steroid test. I'll be oh. submitting none other than Mr. Almost Chael Sonnen. Oh. Yeah. See, if if this was fixed and they were trying to protect chael which they're trying to do now right they're trying to protect him uh, they can't have him losing to tito and then going in and getting his ass handed to him by tonin his value right. drops immensely because he's <sighs> continuing to lose and lose and lose and lose yeah but i mean you still got 
You still got the matchup with Vanderlei. That that fight sells itself. After that, though, we ain't got nothing else. If he, Especially if he keeps losing. Yeah, if he beats Vanderlei, though. Yeah, he needs to fine. do that. If something's gonna be fixed, it's gonna be that one. Oh God! Yeah. You know what I mean? No, no, I don't think I don't think either of those two guys are gonna be willing to take a dive against the other. Right. Enough money. But yeah, it was it was setting up to be a pretty rough eight days for for Chael because he got. Because then he got fired from the <laughs> Apprentice. No, no, no. He was terminated. But he didn't. But you're one of the only Arnold people didn't I know say terminated. That. Arnold said you're fired. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a low life when it comes to reality TV. I admit it. I have no shame. That's fine. We still love you. <laughs> I thought I thought what Chell did on there was brilliant, and I, I know this is all. This I is have, a, this is a fix, right? I got Real no point of reference. If you want to talk something being yeah. fixed, that yeah. was fixed. this is a fix. But they did this little thing where they were supposed to set something up. Uh, they had X amount of time to figure out whatever they were going to do for this business, and there was like two minutes left, and they hadn't figured it out. The only way they could get more time is if there's a technical difficulty. So Chael goes behind the computer, snips a wire, and says, "It gave them a technical difficulty." <laughs> That's brilliant. Blows, the, blows it, like, but the best part, like. He's crawling on his hands and knees behind the desk, and you have all these people not even realizing what he's doing. It's like, come on. And then you heard zap. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm oh, good. I'm good. And he bought him more time, and apparently Arnold said, that's, that's cheating. You're fired. It was, it was all a setup, and it was all brilliant. It was great writing. Whoever, yeah, whatever was, writers yeah. they had doing that, it was, it was hilarious. Yeah. You know, and I don't watch the show. I only watched the two-minute clip because... I'm not gonna watch. Well, I, you know, it was funny because very before he was he was you know given the axe, uh, he said, "Chill, chill, He goes, "I'm not a cheater." And I'm like, really? Nah. Because I, I I've seen some drug tests that yeah. say otherwise. Oh yeah. Here was the other thing that he he tweeted this fake, um, it was like a fake text message, and it said from Britney Smith, Chael's wife, in parentheses. And said, hey, can you smack my ass a little harder next time? Also, your steak is ready for you rare, just like you like it. Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. That's great. And wow. he said, it's about time. I've been waiting for my steak for like an hour now. Hard to find good help these days. <laughs> Gary fucking Tonin is a savage. What are you going to do to shut him up? I mean, what, what the fuck? You, gonna, you have to sit there and take it. What are you going to do about it? It's yeah. Gary fucking Tonin. Yeah. Now he's taking on fucking Shoeface, Antonio Carlos Jr. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he really? Yeah, dude. That's who they. That's who they got in to replace Chael on short notice. Is fucking Shoeface. Hmm. So you got Dylan Dennis so he's staying on. Uh, he's staying on the third one. Then what's that? He's staying on the. Uh, yeah, he's staying on the third run. Yep, he's still fighting Sunday. Um, How do we see submission underground? You got uh, subscribe to Flow Grappling. Flow or yeah, Flow. Okay. Or on the internet, if you can find a stream. Well, we'll have it on Plex uh, yeah. the next day. Don't worry about it. Yeah, because I want to. I want to see Gordon Ryan take it. He's taking on Jeff fucking Munson. Yeah, dude. Gordon Ryan is a hundred eighty-five pounder. Naturally, one hundred eighty-five. He competes most of the time at welterweight in in BJJ. Mm-hmm. Was going up to two hundred five for EBI nine when they got hurt. Munson is a fucking heavyweight. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. And I think Gordon's going to forward to And this I think card. Gordon's going to tap him, man. Yeah. Gordon Ryan's a fucking monster, dude. A monster. I mean, he's been training he's him and his little brother Nikki. I don't even think Nikki's 20 yet. He might be 20. But Nikki's still a kid, but Gordon and Nikki have been training with 
all those guys, all the Danaher Death Squad guys. Awesome. This whole time. So it's just like. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think. When did I you think say it was? Saturday? Sunday. 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 Okay. Where are they, where are they uh, doing this at? Oregon. Okay. It's, so it's, it's going to be it's, Pacific. Yep, it's okay. Chales. Yeah. So I think it's, it's all Pacific time. Okay. Um, I think it starts at like six here. I think it's two o'clock is like the early stuff. And then. I got gotcha. you. I'm looking forward to this card a lot. There's a lot of good matchups on there. I mean, you get to see Dylan Dennis and a guy named uh, AJ Asgerbam, I believe mm-hmm. it is. He's a pretty pronounced or pretty profound jujitsu practitioner from Florida. Um, I really wish they would have just scrapped that fight and done Dennis and then uh, Gary Tonin again. But eventually, Dylan can't hide from Gary forever. It's coming. What about the co-main event from? Uh... Oh, Bellator. my God, dude. That huh? spinning elbow to flying knee knockout oh that God. Paul Daly put on Brennan, Charlie Brennan. Unbelievable. Or Brennan Ward, I mean. Yeah, Brennan Ward. Yeah. Brennan Ward? Brennan Ward. Brennan Ward. Brennan Ward, who had to be carried yes. out of the cage in a stretcher. Oh, did you catch that one, Ryan? Did you see that one? Yeah, I, I, uh, I caught the... Ugh. Ugh, sorry, I just lost all my words. I caught it on the highlights the next day. I got you. Put it on Plex for... I guess I probably shouldn't keep announcing that. Um... <laughs> there's there's ways that we can see a DVR of it. Yeah, we'll call yeah, it that. Yeah, we got a legal copy. It's fine. Yes. Um, there, when I watched uh, the Bellator part of this, so I only watched the co-main and the main. I didn't. I wasn't. Uh, I, I watched, didn't check out the rest of I it. I watched the whole card. Okay. Um, opening fight of the main card was pretty good. I don't remember who it was off the top of my head. The second fight of the main card was um, Hicks and Gracie. Or no, I'm sorry, Halleck Gracie. <laughs> Yeah, it was Halleck. Halleck Gracie. Yeah. Ralick. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got it. That was a shit fight. Okay. Shit yeah, fight. Yeah, he, he's only out there fighting because he has to make money so he can pay off all the metamorphs. Uh, yeah, that's what I was saying to Dave that, earlier. Yeah, that fucking right. piece of shit who owes everybody money. The scam artist. And Brendan Schaub still stands there and goes, I haven't been paid, and I was on the first one. A lot of people haven't been paid. I don't think Eddie ever got paid for the match with the other Gracie. He owes a lot of people a shitload of money. That's why Eddie started EBI, because yeah, Metamorphosis' yeah, rules are stupid, or were stupid. I don't even think Metamorphosis even exists anymore. Metamorphosis' rules are stupid, and you will, could, no one would go to fight there. No, you could go to a draw, he rather, and and Halleck wasn't paying people. Unbelievable. But that, unbelievable. This knee was nasty. Like Allah, oh, wow, it was, it was the the only worst knee I've seen probably is MVP Absolutely. and Cyborg. Well, Condit yeah, had a good yeah, knee. Yeah, Condit yeah, did have a good knee, but I mean, as far as damage, damage-wise, this was man. I mean, I've seen a lot of flying knee knockouts, but the way that I haven't seen anybody else get flying knee. You know, Cub Swanson didn't get carried out of the ring in a stretcher right. when Jose Aldo double freaking flying kneed him in the right. face. You know, yeah. yeah. The, the the two of the worst flying knees I've ever seen for damage, maybe outside of Pride. It would come from Bellator. Come from Bellator. Yeah, yeah. that was um, that was the co-main event this this last weekend on uh, Bellator 170 was uh, Paul Daly and Brennan Ward, and you had to see the combo because it was set up with a spinning back elbow. Oh. Yeah, spinning back elbow. And then he came around and turned around it with the same knee. Yep. He came around and popped him right in the head. Yeah, he landed the elbow. I mean, the elbow the elbow did damage. The elbow as was, it was awesome. It stunned Brennan Ward enough to where that you know he was set yeah. up for that flying knee. But that dude, the fight to make, in my opinion, I mean, Paul Daly called out Rory McDonald, and that could be a good fight. But mm-hmm. Paul Daly don't, Paul Daly don't want that because unless he knocks out Rory, 
if it goes to the ground, he's fucked. His oh, ground yeah. game's terrible. But the Absolutely. fight, the fight to make, in my opinion, is Paul Daly and MVP. And a lot of people said the same thing. Abs- let's do it. I'd I love would, to watch I that, that fight with that, for sure. Absolutely. Let's see what MVP's really made of. Yeah, we have to. He needs. He needs a challenge. He needs uh, MVP. Real needs a real challenge because look <clears> what <throat> happened in, the, in his last fight when he did get some better competition. Yeah, he he wasn't like able shit. to just dance around and play Eddie from Tekken, and uh, he wasn't able to, to just uh, have his way and, and counterpunch, dance, and move. He got the you know he got a, he had a real fight so I think I think MVP and Paul Daly is a great matchup I'd I'd love to watch that I would too I mean, that's fireworks begging to happen so hey we we did some Bellator this week yes we we're did we're expanding our horizons we are. boys we, we did submission underground we did Bellator yeah I mean we're we're doing you well mentioned the word pride. I'll talk about I was just watching I watched the heavyweight Grand Prix finals last night I ordered a pride t-shirt off of Amazon fuck yes I had to get the, I had to search for the one that didn't say Reebok right here yeah because I didn't want the one with the Reebok no, on, the, on the, the old school yeah and I you found be, one yeah I found one I miss pride so much but it come, it's it's in Japan from a collector or something yeah. so it's going to take like two weeks to get here or whatever <laughs> right but I didn't care I seen it they had one extra lar- or two X in mine run it mine uh, a couple pops. Yeah, we got a we got a, a guy was notified for a second anti-doping violation and removed from the UFC 208 card. That's uh, George Sullivan. He was supposed to take on uh, Randy Brown, and that fight's not happening anymore. They're trying to find a replacement for Randy Brown. Randy Brown, I believe, is uh, another looking for a fight guy. Doesn't say what he popped for. No, just said uh, uh, potential infraction. So. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, he was his first suspension was for insulin growth factor IGF negative one. Hmm. So well, it doesn't say what his second one was for. So we'll keep an eye on that. You, and, you uh, almost want to kind of hope that it's like a an accidental test because if you get caught once and then you get popped again, it's like how stupid can you be? You're right. Exactly. I mean, you're lucky to get away with it once. Um, and then, uh, Felipe, Felipe Oliveira has been suspended for two years. He popped a couple months back and went through the arbitration process, right? Yeah. Tested positive for... Ana- straight up anabolics. Oof. See ya. Uh, anabolic, yeah. uh, metabolites. Flat out juice. Done. Done. Yeah, and he's going to be gone for yeah. a couple of years. So he's done for. Yeah, it's he, over. Yeah, he was nobody of note anyway, so he's out. We'll see you later, sir. Good luck on uh, wherever you land. Good luck in your Rising. future endeavors. This was probably the biggest news of the week. Um, Mike Goldberg finally has spoke publicly for the first time since uh, his departure from the UFC. He was on uh, the MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani. Um, I actually only read the transcripts. I haven't sat down and, and watched it yet. It's been kind of busy, but I, I, I do want to listen to what Mike yeah. really – I mean, I've read everything that he said. I have as well. Uh, um, 15 years to build, 15 seconds yeah, to shatter. Yeah, 15, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was emotional. Very much. This time. You know, I mean, uh, he said you know, he, Dana hasn't contacted him, didn't contact him even before. Like, there was nothing. Uh, I know he said he was – was hurt um by the the you know the lack of 
the send off and yeah. mention and and you know, but he he was trying to keep it positive. Um, Ariel had asked him about his his feelings, and he said he didn't want to come off as bitter and wasn't going to mm-hmm. get into it too much right then and there because, um, yeah, because he wanted to have time to actually let things settle down a little bit before he really spoke too much. Uh, um, there was, um, I think it was Shab that was on uh, the Rogan show, and he said, he's, Joe, you haven't talked anything about Goldberg, and he Rogan basically said he wasn't allowed to. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Joe's probably got a gag order. Yeah. And if you say anything, you're next. Yeah, he didn't say. I mean, I mean, Joe's I don't probably think Rogan gives a fuck. Joe's but, probably you know. was already in hot shit for Eddie. Yeah. So he doesn't. He he wouldn't. He kind of just uh, basically told Shab to shut the fuck up. I couldn't. He can't talk about it. And he's like, yeah, well, yeah, you know. And he changed the subject real quick. Right. So Rogan hasn't had. You know, Dana hasn't talked to him. Rogan hasn't talked to him. Maybe that's part of. The new bosses are saying, you guys can't do this. I mean, we don't know that Joe hasn't reached out and spoken to him. We just know yeah. he's not allowed to well, talk we just about know, it. We know Dana hasn't. No, we know Dana hasn't. Yeah. Privately, yeah. Dana didn't even say anything prior to him. Like, yeah. He, I'm sure him and yeah, Rogan have spoken. Yeah, him and Rogan, I mean, he talked about how they had, you know, their moment, and they cried together in the ring. You know, they went in the cage and took pictures with everybody, and, you know, him and Joe talked yeah. and cried and laughed and and everything like that, but it's just like... Uh, it's really fucking shitty, man, the way really they, that they did. I mean, I know we talked about this uh, last week, but this was, you know, now we got some more insight of how Goldberg really feels about it. You know, I think he was, like, all business at first, and he was like, it just happened, and he didn't come out and and say much about it right away because he was going to let his, you know, uh, kind of let his feelings die down a little bit. Oh. But now coming out with Ariel, I mean, he let loose... And I think it was really therapeutic for him to do that, yeah. to come out and just and just let it all hang out, man, and, and tell him how he's really felt about it. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, 20 years for the company, and, and he asked him if, if Dana White, uh, if he'd heard from UFC Dana, President Dana White about his decision, and, and said he hasn't spoken to him since, no conversation, no contact, nothing really, Goldberg said, nothing, which was surprising, disappointing, certainly. But nothing was said, and I've got to live with that. At the end of the day, what matters to me is my family and my children. But no, to answer your question directly, there was no conversation at all. That's such horseshit, man. You know, it, it's funny. The whole thing kind of reminds if you're a fan of The Simpsons, when uh, when Kurt Van Houten uh, splits from his wife and gets fired from the Cracker uh, cracker Factory and then sitting with his boss, he goes, that's it? 15 years and that's it? Good luck and goodbye? And the boss goes... Oh, I don't recall saying good luck. <laughs> oh my god! Nice, that was well done, Ryan. This was the part I was trying to uh, was speaking on earlier. So when they asked him about his feelings on it, and he said, "How do you answer that, really? What's more important to me is my character. I'm just going to stay strong, and I'm going to think about myself and the professional that I am and my character." I don't think there's any way to answer that without being somewhat controversial or somewhat angry. So I'll leave that one alone. But certainly, I'll tell you this. I'm a team guy, and I love the UFC brand. I represented it in a way that I was asked to for two decades and, of course, about 15 years with Zufa. So, yeah, when you carry the flag, when you're asked to do what you were supposed to do, yeah, it's somewhat of a bummer to say the least. And we all know that he's going to bounce back eventually. We'll see him somewhere, probably Bellator, maybe over in Japan, but he will get a, he'll get another gig. It sound, he sounds like a guy that's legitimately sad 
uh, about yeah. the way it was handled. I mean, how can you not be if you're in you know, that position? Not necessarily that it happened, but just the way it was handled from the people that he had given so much of his life to and he thought was so close to him. Yeah. And, you know, he felt like it was a family. And, and it probably was and probably still is for a lot of people. It feels like family. Um, and they just discarded him like trash. Yeah. You know? Well, and there was, like, like not even, like, contract negotiations. Like, you know, they usually they'd bring you in and say, okay, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And he wasn't even given that. It was just, you know, your contract's coming up, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, just making sure that you know. Like, oh, God. Oh, That's okay. too bad. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't given what he deserved. No, I mean, no. We all... Unless he was doing, unless he was doing something like we were talking about, like the drugs and that, and, <laughs> and it was starting to become known. I mean, maybe, but the boozing was definitely well known. But still, I mean, we all, we've all made fun of Goldberg. We've all, you know, his mispronunciations, his, his talking out of his ass a lot of times, whatever. Yeah. But the dude didn't deserve to not get some sort of respect for what he did for this company and what he had. And the, yeah, exactly. He carried the banner. He'd been the voice of the UFC for years. Years. He deserved better. Definitely. Yeah. And I hope he, lands, you know, he lands on his feet and, you know, picks up a good job and, and continues to enjoy what he's doing. And, you know, finds the way to MMA or football or wrestling, wherever the hell, you know, wherever the hell he wants to go. Yeah. Uh, he's not going back to the NFL. That's, <laughs> I don't think no. they're going to have him. That is if for he does, sure. he gets Twitter. Yeah. So, a couple fights were signed. Yes, and this one actually I'm bringing up because it's our um, only question we got ah, this week. Ah, excellent. So, uh, it was announced yesterday uh, late in the evening that uh, Daniel Cormier and Anthony Johnson – Number two is booked to headline uh, UFC 210 in Buffalo. That is, what, April? April. Let's take a look-see. I think, it, I think it's April 10th or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so do I. Um, that's, I like seeing more cards in New York. You know, we're starting yeah. to get you know, several cards heading over there in, uh, uh, April 8th. Okay, that was close. Um, so, yeah, so I had posted um, on Twitter to asked for questions, and my good buddy Tony Monteruso asked us, uh, will Cormier stay healthy enough to fight, and if so, how bad will he get beat? Will he stay healthy enough to fight? No. no. I, I think this. I don't think this fight ever happens. I don't either. Um, so Do we... the second part of the question is kind of no, because right. I, don't, I don't think he um, – even if he were to stay healthy, I think, uh, I think Rumble would have KO'd him. Quickly, I think so. He says he's planning. Yeah. On, his plan is he says he's not going to really wrestle him. He's going to stay on the feet. Yeah. So you're going to sleep. That's it. Good night. You're done. You're done against the heaviest yeah, handed dude there is. Yeah, I don't think it makes. So that also begs the question. Um, I mean, we've got a long time to talk about this, but Cormier doesn't make it to the cage. Let's say, do we just right. straight up strip him and say fuck the interim title? At that point, he's been it's been over a year. It has to, you know. Um, there's no need for an interim title at that point. You strip him and, and you have a couple people fight it out. Yeah, and, Rumble, you know. and, Rumble and whoever. And Goss or Bader, Teixeira, those are two, three, and four. Yeah. If he's injured again, that's it. Well, it that's de- it. Yeah, it all depends if Bader gets resigned too. Yeah, but I don't think he makes. I, th- I think he gets injured again. I, I really do. I don't trust that camp. I don't trust him. He's been he's been a very fragile champion. Um, he's old, and that he's got a lot yeah, of miles on him. Well, that's the thing. Like he, like his body, 
he didn't just like start MMA, you know, at a younger age. He was doing so much wrestling growing up that by the time he got into MMA, his body was so destroyed from other things that it was just a matter of time for it started breaking down, right? And then what do you do? You pick the most dangerous camp in all of MMA, the one that hurts more people than any other camp, most of the other camps combined. I think, yeah. Yeah. Look at all the fighters that they've injured in the past two years. More fights have been canceled because of that camp than any of the other ones. Yep. By far. So you pick that camp on an already beat-up body, it's not smart decision-making. Not smart at all. Not smart at all. And, you know, and if he does happen to make the walk to the cage, you go back, if the the first fight that they had, when Rumble basically had him knocked out in the first round and he was able to recover and get through and get him tired out and, and submit him, Rumble's not going to make that same mistake. He, when he smells blood the second time around, it's going to be over. And it's going to be Absolutely. Absolutely agreed, hundred percent. Thanks, uh, thanks to Tony for thanks, brother. Appreciate submitting it. that question. Uh, you guys, should... you are our average Joe fan of the week. Yes, well done, friend of the show, friend of mine. That's actually my best friend. So good, good, good. Yeah, somebody responded to me on Twitter because <laughs> nobody else but Ryan. Ryan, I swear to God, I feel like you have like you have like notifications set for every time I tweet. <laughs> I've been just trying to get more into, uh, just trying to get more into uh, into Twitter. Oh, I like it. I like how active you've been on Twitter lately. We were saying they trying to promote their show a little bit more through like uh, through that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I was doing through Facebook a little bit, but I wasn't getting much response from anyone. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, you know, I'll try out uh, Twitter because, like you guys had said, you want to throw those hashtags out there, you start connecting to a lot of different people. Yeah, yeah. And I've been holding down Facebook, so you guys have been uh, up on Twitter. I was going to compliment you on on how active you've been on Twitter lately, right? Absolutely. It's good. I enjoy it. Well, it's not like I have any football to worry about, right? (laughs) No, your team's done. Who are you pulling for in the Super Bowl now? The team that beat your team or fucking cheaters? Well, I want to see Goodell have to give the Super Bowl to to the Patriots after everything that happened with Deflategate. But I can't stand the Patriots, so Ugh, I'm, I hate I'm Tom Brady. Probably gotta go with. Probably have to go with the Falcons, with baby. Ice. Falcons all the way. I hate Tom Brady so much. I'm indifferent to Brady and the Patriots. I really don't care one way or the other that they're good or bad or cheaters or not. The cheater. I just, I just love watching the Falcons play. I think they're an exciting team to watch. The cheater thing is just something. It's just the cherry on top for me. But yeah, it, I I just can't stand Tom Brady and. Living in the state of Michigan and having every University <laughs> of Michigan fan. <laughs> Throw, shoving that one down your throat. But here's the thing. None of you wanted Tom Brady as your quarterback when he was there. You were all well, screaming for Drew Henson. I was going to say, when he, was, when he won the Super Bowl. Revisionist like, oh, fucking well, history. Congratulations, you won the Super Bowl. Oh, I went to University of Michigan. Oh, he's my favorite player for years. <laughs> Dude, when he like, came into the Patriots. I was a huge Drew Bledsoe fan, huge when he came when uh, when he was running the Patriots and he was doing an awesome job. When he got hurt, then this Michigan boy took over. I didn't want to see Tom Brady then. I want to see I want to see my boy Drew Bledsoe. Right, he was an awesome quarterback. But it, it's straight up revisionist history at its best. Yeah, you fuckers. And, and uh, just throwing this one out there, speaking of Drew Bledsoe and the Patriots, today is the 20th anniversary of Reggie White. Brett Favre and Mike Holmgren destroying the Patriots on route to Super Bowl 31 victory. Thank you very much. You are welcome. Uh, the, affor- the aforementioned UFC Halifax uh, on a Sunday night got a new headliner as yeah, they moved uh, Travis Brown and 
the Black Beast Derek Lewis to from UFC 208 to headline the the card in Halifax because Junior Dos Santos and Stefan Struve fell apart. I'm, I'm very excited for Beast to get a main event. Spot. I am too. I am too. I'm very excited for him. This is, this is, I like the fact that he's getting these main event uh, spots on these uh, these smaller cards, trying to yeah. build up his name. Yeah, it's a smart way to do it. It's not. I mean, Travis Brown's a tough fight. Don't get me wrong. He's, no. he's a tough fight. And now that he's he's left. Yeah, he left. Left and went to the black. They whatever's the, left of the black. Yeah, Zillions. maybe they're maybe they're in a rebuilding. Who phase, knows who's going to be so. the head coach down there now that Henry Hoof's gone? He's just he left shit and he, he landed on lesser. I, I don't and know. What do you, like, is like, this has to be like, if Black Beast beats him, that's got to be it, right? Like, do you think uh, UFC keeps? What do you do? Loses what four in a row or, or loses four or five or something? His only win would be the Matt Mitrione eye poke debacle. Oh God, yeah. Like, like, and then and then before that, his only other one was against Brendan Schaub, which, I mean, not exactly not a, a world beater. Yeah, not a world beater, not an impressive. That's victory. how bad the heavyweight division is. He's still not ranked in the top ten. Yeah, it's, the heavyweight division is terrible. Yeah, his last win was uh, January 2016 against Mitrione, so he has and then, won. Yeah, and his last was it was it was Kane his last fight. Um. Uh, Verdum. Verdum. He lost Verdum and Kane, both in 2016. He had beaten Mitrione, oh, okay. lost to Andre Olaski in 2015, had beaten Brennan Schaub in 2014, lost. So he's been beaten by Fabricio twice. Right. Yeah. Oh, the Fabricio was where he uh, broke his, his thumb, right? Or broke his finger? The second fight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, right, The right, first right. one was when he left to go to... Edmonds camp. He had lost a ATT or had lost uh lost there at Winkin Jacksons and left. Um on that same card you got Johnny Hendricks, yeah, who was also in the news this week. Making his debut at one eighty five and uh has said that if one eighty five don't work out for him, it's pretty much the end of the line. Yeah. And you're gonna give him Hector Lombard yeah, your to first, figure that out? Your first batch is against Hector Lombard. That, I mean that that this that's a problem for the guy like Johnny Hendricks, like not making weight, you know, you have to move up. But being a former champion and having big names on your resume, you can't just go in there and fight no one. That is your that's your test to see if you're going to have a career or not is freaking Hector Lombard. Yeah. And you're not getting Hector Lombard softened up by Gary Tonin because he got That's over. That got scrapped. Kibosh on that. He's going to get Hendricks is going to get his head freaking ripped off. He's gonna get then, his, his well, face you, smashed. When he says that's it, what do you do? You think he would t- maybe just wait for the UFC release and go elsewhere for some big money, or do you think that he'd be serious or just that's it for the whole career? I I think he's gonna call it a career. I don't see how he he can go any further. I mean, he can't keep up with with the kind of fighters that are coming up. He's got. Well, I mean, maybe he you know the eighty five class of Bellator. I don't even know anything about it. I, I don't know much about it either, but I just don't see Hendricks. I don't. I, I don't see him evolving as a fighter to continue to contend at eighty-five. No, I don't. With either. the amount of talent that's there and the kind of talent that's there, I agree. Sorry, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, Another guy moving up. Yep, Rafael dos Anjos is uh, is moving up as we had, I had mentioned when we were talking about Cowboy. 
He's making the move to welterweight yep. uh, because of bad weight cuts in his 2016 losses. So, And it's going to continue on like this throughout the year. We're going to keep seeing guys do this move up in weight so that they only have to cut that 5 to 7 to yeah. maybe 8 pounds right. instead of having to cut that 25 because it's better for him. Yeah. It makes him a better fighter. No fight yeah, announced I, I yet I for him. Too, yeah. I do too. I think it's smart. I think it's smart. Um, yeah, we don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Uh, this last one was fun. Yeah, let's let's end this let's, on a fun note this. instead of a depressing <laughs> one. Uh, Sage Northcutt said on the MMA Hour on Monday that he was invited to train with Nick and Nate Diaz because his jujitsu is garbage. Could you imagine straight laced, nice, manner filled boy like Sage going into that lion's den of Stockton? 209. Dude, he's going to start getting fed Death Stars and never be the same. They're going to get him so high. Did you see those motherfuckers smoking a $2,000 yes. blunt? The, that, uh, that it was like a glove or something. It, right? was, it was, yeah. There's a guy, there are people that will, that, that's what they do. They make blunt art. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it like four four dudes, like one made a watermelon. Yeah, one I've, made seen, a, I've seen ones you know, like, like a gold guns. chain. Yeah. And, yeah. But there was another one because I've seen these gold, like 24 karat gold leaf papers. That. Yeah, I seen someone do it for two chains. They made him some out of the. Nick uh, was smoking one. I saw okay. it online. It was crazy. They, they made him. Um, they made a UFC glove yeah, out of it. Out of a blunt. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, were hitting awesome. off the, the. Yeah. It was. It was so cool. It was so awesome. I would love to smoke with a DS boys. I'd love to smoke a two thousand dollar blunt. Just a single hit. I don't even know if I could really pull myself to do you it. Know, yeah, <laughs> would, I would so do it. So oh, I so would. Talked about jujitsu. Who knows? Like maybe Sage Northcutt's the kind of guy that just needs to, you know. I mean, smoke I've smoked a. a bit and, and maybe just he does. On jujitsu, and he ends up becoming like a world killer. I've smoked like an almost two hundred dollar joint. Really? Yeah. We smoked. Uh, we rolled a joint out of Bible paper. Yeah, we uh, we packed up over a half ounce. We really? used, yeah, my old job. We used to have these. Uh, <laughs> we used to sell these these raw pre-rolled cones and they they came in five different stages there was like a normal normal joint like a king size joint and then they each got a little bigger the mm. stage four held about an eighth okay um the stage five held when i packed it up uh, it was about 13 ounces it probably could have or 13 ounces 13 grams it probably no i'm sorry it was 15 grams okay. probably could have got about 16 grams into there if I would have stuffed it a little better, but just over half ounce. Yeah, just over half ounce. So right, at almost around two hundred bucks. That <laughs> uh, I got fucking lit as shit at work that day. I bet we don't. We never <laughs> smoked. So we never smoked at work because that was part of the city ordinance and shit. And my boss tried to do everything in the legal way so we didn't get in trouble. And we had been having this the, this comp, or conversation about how big the stage five was and what was going to hold. And I was. One of the other guys from work had rolled up a stage three, and that's how we knew about what it weighed. And I was like, there's no fucking way you're getting more than a quarter in that bitch. And I was talking shit and talking shit. And all of a sudden, one of the one of my bosses comes out and throws a fucking bag at me and says, start <laughs> fucking rolling. Oh, that's great. So we weighed everything up to see what it was, and I just started fucking breaking weed up and packing it and smoked that bitch. And nice. And got lit, and that fucker burned forever. Yeah, well, yeah, it's fucking uh, just over half an ounce in there. Yeah, and there was like... And it's not going to be, a, you know, just a few hits. No. No, that <laughs> office was cloudy. You couldn't oh, wow. see shit. It looked like something out of a movie. I hope those your bosses and the owners of that place have 
fallen on some better times than she's working on it. Yeah, she's working on I it. I hope so. They, are, did, they didn't deserve what happened to them. No, nah, it's still she's it's still a struggle, but uh, they're they're trying to get some things together. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. So let's uh let's wrap this up for the night. Uh, get our final thoughts and get the hell up out of here. Dave, final thoughts for the evening? Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm really looking. I really like this new sound for us. Uh, we're trying some new stuff with music and intros, and we're trying more with editing, and we're trying to be uh, just advance our our standing with uh, with the show. And the more that we do, the more I learn, and the more I learn, the more I love it. And you know, just uh, keep bringing in those questions, and 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 keep looking forward to more and more from us. It's 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 been an exciting time, and it's only getting better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wish you guys would participate some more with some questions. Damn it! Like we'll work on it. It's not that hard. Mm-mm. It's fun. And guests, I'm looking forward to guests. Yeah, yeah, this we're year. gonna work. We're gonna work on some more. You know, guests we got this year. we got a guest set up already. Yep. We bought them the uh, mic and headset. You know, we got the cables in. Everything's ready. All we need is uh, the bodies. Yeah, we still got. We're, we're gonna work on some probably in the next couple of months. Trying to get some crossover shows too. Exciting uh, times with, with some of our other friend podcasts. Yeah, ma'am. So. Big big things. We keep saying it every week, but but we really are trying to. It's to working. We're, we're working we're on it. We're doing the work for it. We're trying to just make this show us, better. Just give us the time to get things done, right? Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, we're working on finding Ryan's replacement. <laughs> it was a fun run. You <sighs> know we can't replace you. Absolutely not. He's our flying Jew. <laughs> <laughs> He's our flying Canadian. <laughs> flying Canuck. Frenchy. The Flying Frenchie. There it is. The Flying Frenchie. Ryan Dempsey. (laughs) (laughs) Flying Frenchie, what's your final thoughts? Uh, Yeah, just the same as Dave. You know, uh, just reiterate, like, like, let's get some more fan listener uh, action happening. Like, ask us questions, comment, stuff like that. But uh, really, this weekend, it's a sleeper card, and I hope uh, hope a lot of people tune in and enjoy it because... There's a lot of a lot of fun fighters. A lot of fun fights possibly are uh, going to happen. Yeah, there are a lot of good fights on this card, um, and and it does have the potential to be one of those cards where we're going to be back here next Thursday. Going, holy shit! There was a lot of good fights on that card. Did you see this yeah. person that we didn't know? Did you see that person that we didn't know? So I we mean, we have a breakout star with Francis Ngannou. For all we know, just about to blow up the uh, the heavyweight world. I think we do have a breakout star with Francis Ngannou. He's a monster. Looking forward to that fight. Yeah, me too. Uh, that one and Cowboy, I think, are the two most exciting fights for me. Uh, and then just being able to root on Valentina as she beats the shit out of Juliana Pena. Get rid of her. And shut her up. Ugh. She's, uh, I've been nice. I probably could have gone at her harder and seen if I could have gotten blocked on Twitter by her, but... Yeah, set yourself a goal this week. We'll see. I maybe you got, after, you got three days. Maybe after, before the fight. Maybe after she loses, I'll go at her a little. Oh, dig it, dig that wound in. <laughs> Just salt it up like that dude that does that little fancy salt thing. You seen that? That <laughs> you seen that that uh, video going around? The little you know. Fancy no, salt? I have not. Uh, I'll show you. Okay. Yes, I'm petty and I like to try to piss people <laughs> off on Twitter. So fuck you. If you don't like it, don't follow me. If you do like it, follow me. It's funny. As a red-blooded American, it's your God-given right. It is my God-given right as a red-blooded American to piss everyone off on the internet. Like the chosen and douche. As the, as the cold-blooded 
Canadian. I gotta step up and be like, he's sorry, guys. He didn't actually mean it. He That's didn't right. Hurt your feelings. Your public relations for the show. You fix. You <laughs> fix all the fucking holes that I fucking dig a, dig us into. I mean, I'm, it's not working, but I'm gonna try and get Tyrone Woodley to unblock you just so that you can harass him some more. I would. Good luck. I would love to be able to get Tyrone Woodley on the show for an interview. That would be. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Five hey, Tyron, minutes. Why do you suck, Tyron? Why? Why do you fucking act like such a giant asshole and make everybody hate you, and then cry that you don't have any fans? And how come everyone is racist? Why is everyone racist? Why don't the UFC give anyone that isn't white a chance? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. The question of the year. I wonder if he'd answer that. I think it'd be awesome to ask. He probably would have given the platform. <laughs> I doubt it. Fuck that guy. He can't even give oh, a real man. example of how the UFC's racist anyway. So, no. once again, fuck you, Tyron Woodley, you giant pussy. My final thought. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to wrap things up for episode 51 of the Average Joe's MMA show. As always, make sure you're staying tuned to our Facebook page for any breaking news. And stories as they develop. You can always follow me on Twitter at Mux Biffy. Whoa. What is that? Is that, does that echo off the computer? What just happened? No, that, my my headphones got too close. I took my headset off for a second. Oh. And I got too close to the mic when I put it back on. <laughs> Holy shit, our mics are sensitive as fuck. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Anyway, as I was saying, you can follow me on Twitter at Mux Biffy, capital M, capital B. Uh, Dave's not very active on Twitter, but follow him if you'd like to at David Van Boglen. Ryan, yes, good sir. Would you like to give your Twitter handle, <laughs> or do you want me to do yeah, it for I'm you? At, at uh, capital R Dem sixteen, follow me. Give me a shout. Let's talk MMA. Yeah, I mean that's where what I pretty much do on Twitter is just talk MMA. So. Uh, we'll be back again next week to break down this card and also preview the upcoming card next weekend of the return of the Korean Zombie as he takes on Dennis Bermudez. And that will also be our second fight night with the Joes. So for David Van Bogen and Ryan Dempsey, I'm Jeff Shanahan, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>